Welcome to another captivating episode of Raw Momversations, where fearless moms and experts unite to explore alternative practices. Hey there, I'm Ali. And I'm Melania. Our mission is to empower your one-of-a-kind parenting journey. Join us as we explore unconventional birthing and parenting methods. Get ready for inspiration, authentic stories, and unwavering family love. Together, we're rewriting our rules of parenting one bold step at a time. So without further ado, let's kick off this empowering conversation. Raw Momversations, where fearless motherhood leads the way. And we're live. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is pre-recorded. But welcome back to another episode of Raw Momversations. Uh, we have a really cool guest today. Her name is Jessica Fellner. She's a friend of mine and a mom who had two different types of birthing experiences. So the first one was in a hospital. And then the second, she decided to go the route of a birthing center. So welcome, Jessica. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> We're so excited. Yeah, it feels like a little <laughs> mom group meetup yeah. for coffee. You know, yes. it's one thing to, you know, hear about different experiences and stories. And, you know, we just did a home birth podcast last week. Um, but you actually lived through two different experiences. So we definitely want to get your perspective, um, you know, so to open up some eyes for some other moms who were maybe thinking of doing something other than a hospital. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with the pregnancy. Yeah. Growing yeah. both babies. My first pregnancy? Yeah, let's um, do the comparison. Yeah, sure. So um, my first pregnancy, um, basically, I... I didn't go into this thinking like, oh, I want to have a natural birth. I don't want to do an epidural. That always like interested me, but it wasn't like, that's the way I'm going to do it. Um, it's actually thanks to Allie that I hired my doula, Chris, um, who Allie referred. And um, through the learning process of that, it became more evident that that's what I wanted to do. Um, but in my first pregnancy, I was still followed by an, a doctor, an OBGYN, and um, my birth was at the Jewish General Hospital. Um, it was unmedicated, so no epidural, no nothing, um, but in a hospital setting. You go, girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I guess my pregnancy was the first trimester, like a lot of people, was really crappy and super sick. But then the rest of it was really good and uh, just followed suit with my doctor, kind of. I did um, turn down. Uh, the ultrasounds towards the end of the pregnancy, just because I wanted to have like the least amount of exposure to ultrasounds. Not that there's like anything wrong with them, but um, that was just my choice. And then, yeah, I went so into uh, your yeah. appointments with your doctor, you know, prior to giving birth, how long were they? Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the waiting room part was definitely the longest. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you're basically seen by the doctor for about like, I don't know, five, 10 minutes, really, if there's nothing, if you don't have any questions or concerns, which generally I didn't, they just want to look at you, measure your belly, feel around, and then like, you're good to go. So it was, it was in pretty much weeks. in and out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you have your doula at the start already when you got pregnant? Or how far into your pregnancy did you connect with the doula? Um, I think I contacted her like pretty early in my pregnancy, but we only started the birthing classes 
when does it start, Allie? Like 25, 30 weeks? Yeah, a li- like yeah. late second trimester, I think. Yeah, because they want you to remember everything once you go into birth. So like if you do it too early in your pregnancy, you're just going to end up forgetting everything you learned. So um, yeah, I did like private one-on-one classes. My husband took part in it. He was really good. <laughs> and yeah, we started that <laughs> around, I think, like 25 or 27 weeks. So and any of this sort of stuff that you did, it was your doula who recommended it. Did your doctor at any point give you any recommendations? Because for instance, our doctor recommended a pelvic floor therapist, but did your, did your doctor like have any alternative holistic recommendations for you during your pregnancy? I think I didn't really complain to my doctor about anything. Um, I didn't really have any sort of pregnancy pains or like back pain or sciatica or anything. So I I didn't really seek out any alternative um, uh, doctors or whatever. So not really. The, the the meetings were pretty short and I didn't have that many complications. So yeah, that was pretty much the doctor's involvement. Just Your blood work and tests were done at the hospital. Um, yeah, like the, the NIPT test. That, mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That one I did with my doctor. Um, like they use like an external lab. And then other than that, I don't, is, I don't even know. Is there many tests? It's so, you, it was so different my second time. Did you end up doing the time. glucose? Did you end up uh, doing yes. the glucose at the hospital? My first pregnancy, I did the mm-hmm. glucose test. Um, I went to like one of those places. Uh, it was in like uh, Ville Saint Laurent or something. Okay. And uh, yeah, I had to drink that disgusting stuff and wait <laughs> for like three hours. And then, yeah. And then... Now with your second one, so your first, mm-hmm. his name is Joe. He's yeah. <laughs> uh, a few weeks older than Isabel. They're yeah. so cute together. Yeah. Um, and now your second one is Banks. First of yes. all, what a cool name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How did you come up with that? Um, there's a singer called Banks that I always really loved. And my husband and I saw her live like years ago before we were even married. And I was just like felt like it was a cool name um we also love the artist Banksy (laughs) and like so when we were talking about like boy or girl names because my first pregnancy I didn't know the gender Mm -hmm. um I think we kind of said it and then we were like no like can we do that (laughs) we're like yeah actually it's really cool so that Joe was always our boy name and Banks was always our girl name so it was pretty easy when we found out we were having a girl so so second time around you find out you're having a girl what led you to change your mindset from like a hospital to a birthing center? So after I gave birth in the hospital, it was, it was an amazing experience. Like I was very lucky. My nurse was so supportive of like no medication, no epidural. Cause I know oftentimes they'll kind of like roll their eyes like, Oh yeah, sure. Like you're going to be asking for it, you know, but it mm-hmm. went really, really well. And I just figured like, I don't need a hospital setting you know, like, thank God my pregnancies were really healthy and the babies had no complications. So I figured like, if I don't need the epidural, then I could do this anywhere. So, <laughs> so yeah, I went, I went the midwife route and um, yeah, I, I, the, the difference of the care of a midwife and doctor is also really different. Tell um, us, yeah, tell us about it. Okay. So <laughs> with, um, with the midwife, um, the appointments are a little more like personal. You get an entire hour with the midwife one-on-one and um, they want to know every aspect of your life. So like your relationship, um, like where you live and the support you're getting during your pregnancy and what support will you get once you have the baby. 
and they really get personal. Yeah. 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 They really ask you like personal questions about your partner and like what kind of relationship you're having. And, um, they know that that's all really important when, when you're pregnant to not have like those kind of stresses and to make sure your relationships are in a good place. So that's a big difference that, um, I'm sure some doctors maybe are more personal with their, um, patients, but they probably just don't have enough time to be right. So with the midwife, you really have a lot of time to talk about everything, like the emotional care and the physical care. So which that, we, that's a big difference. Which we spoke about last time that there's kind of a lack of that emotional yeah, care mm-hmm. through the entire pregnancy. Oh, I mean, we're seen for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it's not the doctor's fault. I'm sure they would love yeah. to sit in there and talk to you for hours on end. But unfortunately, the system just doesn't allow that. And they have a schedule that's and mm-hmm. they literally see two people every 10 minutes. It's crazy. Yeah, and the midwives exactly. take on four births per month. Yeah, exactly. So you you pretty much have a lot of time with them. My first appointment was two hours long. Oh my god, amazing! Yeah, I think (laughs) I think I had that too. But uh, yeah, they they just want to like know everything, you know. So it's nice. It feels you feel like you have like a good support system with a midwife. Was there anything with the midwife? Any sort of tests or any appointments that you didn't do that you had done in your first pregnancy? Um, yeah, so I didn't do the glucose test this time around, um, because based on my blood work and the way I was feeling and not uh, having any symptoms, the midwife was just like, it's totally up to you. There's no pressure at all. And she was like, if I felt that you really needed it or that there were some signs that you should do it, then I would have told you like, that's my recommendation, but they really kind of let you take the lead on your own health and your own pregnancy and just more like guide you with recommendations other than not that any doctor forces, but I think it's pretty uncommon um, for a doctor to, to like you choose, you know, if you do your glucose mm-hmm. or not, I don't even think women know that they have the choice to do it or not. So is, um, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So women don't know their, their rights essentially when it comes to yeah, giving birth, exactly. you know? And I also only did the um, the twenty week ultrasound, like the big scan, and then I did no ultrasounds after that. And uh, all of the appointments, like typically, if you have an OBGYN, you have to go externally to do your like blood work, um, yeah. your glucose test, and everything. With the midwife, you can do everything in house with them. Yes, so we did. Um, I think we did one blood test around the time um, before we should have done the glucose test, and based on that blood test. Uh, my midwife was like, all your levels look really good. Like there's certain indicators that would, um, that would probably flag them to be like, you should do the glucose, but everything was all clear. So, and I didn't have, um, I didn't have, uh, the diabetes. What's it called? What's it called? Again? The gestational, gestational diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have it in my first pregnancy. So, um, the odds, the, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was like a lower chance that I would have it this time. So coming closer to your birth, um, did you get a tour of the birthing center? Did you get to choose where you wanted? Uh, like, how did yes. that kind of go about? Yeah, it's really nice um, at the Lac St. Louis birthing center. It's a small birthing center. There's um, four rooms. One of them has a tub in it. So usually most people mm-hmm. pick the room with a tub just to have that option. Um, but the first time I went, they gave they gave me a tour. Sorry. <laughs> 
Hi, Banks. It's okay. <laughs> this is real in mom conversations. Yeah, this is. Hopefully, Ali will have a very sweat point in our podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the first appointment I went to, they gave me a tour of the rooms. Um, and then closer to my birth, I think, like, as of the time when you go every week or every second week, I think it's like 32 weeks. Um, mm-hmm. We did a tour again and she was like, are these still the rooms you want? And you you get to make a first choice and a second choice. Um, it's pretty rare at that birthing center since they only take four patients each um, a month that like your room will be full um, when you come, but you always make a second choice. And when I gave birth, there was actually no one else there. So it was really cool. Also, from what I've come to understand, because I'm completely unaware of all of this, um, you had do you, you have contact with your midwife throughout your pregnancy, correct? More so than you would have had with a doctor. Yeah, like or- you can text your midwife at any time. Like you have like a texting number. So like if you're like, oh, I feel this, like something happened, this feels weird. Like you could just text them. Like so, you just felt supported completely throughout. Yeah, absolutely. And having a doula really helps with that, especially since like, I have a good relationship with my doula now since it was my second time using her. So like between my doula and my midwife, like I had someone to ask any question to. Okay. And last question, what made you pick the birthing center versus like with your confidence level of like doing it at home or? Yeah, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) like I like home births must be incredible I just, my house is not like the best setup. There's a lot of like white carpets. <laughs> like, like I think also um, like psychologically for me to be like laboring at home for as long as possible to switch locations, I feel like that was going to help me. And I love the birthing center and like the vibe and the rooms there that I was just like, I like it here. I want to be here, you know? Like yeah. I'm sure if I didn't like feel good at the birthing center, I would have been like, let's just do it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like you could do it in any home. It doesn't have to be like that spacious or anything. And they bring all the stuff, even if you want a tub, they bring an inflatable tub, everything. Um, but I yeah, just I- like the birthing center. So. Yeah. Well, we just did an interview, like we mentioned with a home birth. And yeah. then I remember we were talking about it afterwards and I think a home birth, her story was so beautiful, but I was mm-hmm. like, I, she she had her birth in her bed and I was like, oh. beds, I've learned you don't, you shouldn't have a TV in your room. Bed should be associated with sleeping or with not yeah. sleeping activities. And yeah. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't associate my home with laboring. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just couldn't do it. Like I need to physically leave. So I understand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think like for some people, my, my girlfriend just had a home birth and it was incredible and she loved it. Um, but for me, like, knowing that I was like going from one place to the next, like just set me up for like, okay, now I'm in the next stage of labor. Now like, right. yeah. you know, it's going to go down. Did you here. labor like, for a long did you, did you labor a long time at home? Yes. Oh my God. I had like pre-labor for like almost 18 hours and it was just like a mild contraction every four minutes for like 18 hours. So it wasn't hard, but I just couldn't really sleep because it was like annoying, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, that was really long, but um, my active labor was really, really fast. So, okay, okay. So now let's go back to Joe. <laughs> yeah, the day you delivered. So, how was yeah. that experience at the hospital with Joe? Yeah, and the so um, my water broke at six a.m. at home, like full movie style, like psh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I called the hospital and uh, I went in right away. 
when I got to the hospital, I still wasn't even having contractions or anything. Um, but since my water was broken, they want you to come in uh, right mm-hmm. away. Um, so yeah, I got to the hospital around like 10 a.m. It was pretty chill. We got like McDonald's drive through on the way. <laughs> we got to take our time. And then around like noon, um, my contractions started uh, rolling in. Uh, it was pretty mild and manageable. And uh, oh my gosh, sorry, I haven't told this birth story for so long that I, you know, like, I just had my second. Yeah, <laughs> it's all a blur. But um, yeah, I guess I just labored for about uh, the entire labor, including the pushing was like seven hours. Wow. So yeah, so I think it started to really like ramp up around like 4pm. And <laughs> um, yeah, I got checked by then. And I was seven centimeters. So my thing with my birthing plan at the hospital was I didn't want to like look at a clock and I didn't want to get checked. Like I didn't want my cervix to get checked because like I knew for me, like if they had checked me and I was laboring for like four hours and only dilated like one centimeter, it would have been like, like a mental. Yeah. It would have been like mentally like, Oh my God, this is long. And Um, can I ask, how did they respond to that receptive? Like Like the team? Yeah. So we came in like with our birth plan, like we printed it like seven times. Like it was all over the room. Yeah. And my husband's job was to be like the guardian of like the labor, like don't talk to her. Don't look at her. Don't touch her. Like if you need something, ask me and I'll ask her. Oh my God. And at the time, time, it was also um, like the COVID restrictions. So uh, my doula wasn't there. So really like what my husband's job was, was to like, just protect the space, which I think is really important. Um, But I was really lucky. My birthing team was amazing and so respectful to my plan. My nurse was like an angel. Um, And I had like the same nurse throughout the whole thing, which was awesome. Because it was Um, so fast. It was seven hours. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, in the hospital at that time too, they weren't allowed to use tubs. So I was in and out of the shower a lot. Um, And by the time I got into transition, I remember like my legs being so sore because I was just walking the whole time. Mm -hmm. I was walking, I was squatting, I was swaying. So Um, that means you weren't attached to, well, you, I guess, uh, fetal monitoring. No, no, I I was not attached to any fetal monitoring, which was on my birth plan. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and you didn't have an epidural. So what people don't understand yeah. is like, once they get the epidural and then they're, they have the fetal monitor monitoring attached, you really cannot move. Like yeah. you are trapped to the bed. So, yeah. you know, I bet you just having the freedom to walk around and move made your labor progress that much faster. See, but I For didn't sure. never had the option to be able to say no to those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also, exactly. And it- both us in our situations, we both tested positive for a group strep B. Did you? Yes, I did. No way. Yeah, I did. So um, when I got to the hospital, I had one round of antibiotics. And because my labor was so quick, I, I don't think I got another one that I remember. So they just gave it to you and they let you go. <laughs> yeah. Which is an o- another option people don't know they, they can do. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could turn down the antibiotics um, also. completely. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know too much about it the first time around. And um, I think antibiotics is a great option for people if they're nervous about it. Um, But it's important to know too, like statistically what the risks of the baby being infected are. 
um, mm-hmm. it's really quite low. So, um, yeah, I, I, I learned everything this time on, um, evidence-based birthing. I think that's what it's called. Yes. It's a really good website and everything mm-hmm. is like based on evidence and studies. So it's not just like natural people versus doctors. It's, it's really based mm-hmm. on evidence. Um, they have a great podcast too. Oh, they do. Okay. I didn't yeah. even know that. But, yeah. Um, I listen. Yeah. So I did get antibiotics, um, but I wasn't like attached to anything after that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I find it so important to do your homework and to understand, you know, what GBS is and what the statistics mm-hmm. are. Like you said, you know, so you did your homework, you realized that the stats and the chances of it affecting your baby are so low. Yeah. No, you ended up doing it. If someone can look at it and say, yeah, I don't really, and the side yeah. effects of the antibiotics are worse than, you know, mm-hmm. it's just having informed consent, which is what yeah, you exactly. say no one right. even knows about. No. But I feel like yeah. you both have the support of a doula. So you had another person with like, who yeah. was like supporting you and informing you through these decisions. Like I didn't have that. So like in the back of my mind, there's that like fear, right? Because yeah, yeah, it's the scary not, for sure. The doctor's not going to give you the option. Yeah, exactly. It's go time. And my last question before you do labor is you're walking around doing all your techniques. This is from the doula because we recently learned out, I learned about hypnobirthing as well. Yeah. Any sort of hypnobirthing on your end? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do any kind of hypnobirthing or learn about it. Um, okay. I've heard like amazing, I've, I've heard mixed things. Like some people are like, it didn't do anything for me. And some people like swear by it. Right. I didn't do any of that. I was just kind of like, more active like I don't know it, it kind of just takes over you in labor you can't really help what you're doing I find you know and for me like in both labors I was just like very active and moving a lot so yeah it would have been hard to be like strapped down just understanding you have the right to say yes or no to literally everything in the hospital yes and having your guardian of labor with you yes you're so <laughs> lucky <laughs> yeah yeah okay so now with banks how would you compare in the birthing center, the experience is incredible. It's just like, it's a, it's a, such a nice space. It's, it's a lot more peaceful than a hospital. You know, it's not like, like the, the birth workers are just like wearing normal clothes. No one's like in scrubs and masks and, you know, it it feels like a less sterile environment and it's Mm -hmm. quite homey. Like that's what they try to do at the birthing center, make it feel homey. Um, I was also the only person giving birth there. So like I got to walk around the whole place and like use all their things. And, um, it was at night. So like no one was even there for appointments or they're working other than like my birth team. Um, so yeah, it was really nice. I also had the room with the tub. Um, so, um, when I went into transition, I went into the tub, but surprisingly I didn't like it like at all. Like I was in there for like, I think, cause my transition was quick. I literally was in transition for like 20 minutes. So I was in the tub for like pretty much the whole time. And I was like, get me out of here. Like by the end, like there was something about like floating that I, I wanted to feel more grounded. Mm. Um, so yeah. So the second I got out of the tub, I went on the bed on, uh, on my hands and knees actually. And, and she came out in two pushes. So <laughs> she was like ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And at the birthing center, like you're allowed to bring food. I think they even make you food or they offer you, right? Yeah. So my husband was like going across the street. There's like this little depreneur across the street and he was like getting snacks and walking around and then he ordered Uber Eats. (laughs) (laughs) So like you're pretty much free to come and go and and, like even families allowed to come visit and come see you. It's like not a huge room. So you don't want 
a ton of people, but um, my mom was was there, which was really nice. And uh, my husband was kind of like in and out. Um, my doula was also at my second birth, which made a huge difference. And like, kind of let my husband just like relax until it was go time. You mm-hmm. know, I think for like a lot of men, it's very hard uh, to, to like watch. watch their wives in labor, like medic, like with the epidural or not. They just don't know what to do. You know what I mean? So um, and, and sometimes it stresses the women out too when the husband's like pacing or if he faints. Or... <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. So honestly, like birth was made for like women, like women supporting, women doing it, like everything. So um, the doula was really nice as like, like for my husband and also for me, obviously that like she was doing all the positions with me and the poses and the, the counter pressure and like. It, it was amazing. Yeah, they say the midwife is there for the baby and the doula mm-hmm. is there for the mama, the mm-hmm. mama's support. So like another thing, and it's so funny because m- my husband described it like this, is that the birthing center birth was kind of like a, a DIY birth, like do-it-yourself birth. Because like yeah. the midwife really doesn't get involved unless like something's going on or you ask for something. Um, but again, in this birth, like, I think I did one cervical um, exam when I got there just to see after 18 hours of labor, like how progressed I was. <laughs> and how uh, progressed I was at, I was at like three and a half. So it wasn't that encouraging, but the whole thing happened in three hours after that. So like, Insane. you know, it, it means nothing really. It could happen like this. Um And at the birthing center, they also have like different options. So they have the pool, they have like the birthing chair, the bed. Um, Am I missing something? I feel like there's another one. I had the thing like hanging from the ceiling. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was like on the bed on my knees and like the thing hanging from the ceiling, which is kind of nice. Like it just lets your weight kind of, you know. So so. (laughs) So with Joe, did you deliver lying on your back? I was kind of on my back, kind of sidelining, but it worked. Like it's what I, like I was so, my legs were so dead um, mm-hmm. that at first I was trying to, like I was on my knees with like leaning against the bed and then I just had to lie down. And um, I, with Joe, I pushed for 26 minutes. Um, so all to say like sometimes lying on your back or side like does work for me with Joe, it really did. And Joe was like a much easier um, birth than Banks, which is funny because I think hers was just so fast and intense that it was it was way more painful. Yeah, so my birth with Joe was much less intense than with Banks because the whole thing happened from like three and a half, four centimeters to like birth in three hours, you know? So Crazy. they say like the faster it is, the more intensity you feel. Like I don't want to use the word pain because I don't want to scare anyone. Like I also don't want to sugarcoat it. It's very intense uh, giving birth like without an epidural. Um, but yeah, her, it, it's funny because hers was like, I would say like worse, <laughs> even though it was but faster. If I'm not mistaken, her, like your water didn't break. So she was like descending oh. full. Yes. In the full sack. That was crazy. So um, my midwives and uh, the doula were like, oh my God, she's going to be born on call. Um, and I was like, what the hell? So when I was in the bath at one point, um, the, the midwife was like, you could go and pop your own water. And I was like, what? Like, I was just like, <laughs> I was in transition. I was like, 
screaming. Like there was so much going on. And she's like, you could just stick your fingers in there and pop your water. And I was like, what? No. DIY. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do it yourself. And like looking back now, I, I kind of wish I had asked her to pop it. Cause I think it would have like relieved, like it would have been sure. a bit less painful because like when they're born with the sack, like it just takes up more space. So it's yeah. a little more painful because <laughs> there's, there's a lot more space being taken up. And um, yeah, like right when her head came out is when the sack popped. So it was Crazy. almost an on-call birth, but yeah. And what does that mean? What is an on-call? When the baby's born in the sack, the whole, with that, the amniotic fluid. On-call? is like French Yeah, on-call? they call it that. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I think it's a French word, yeah. I wonder if there's any like benefits or you know something like I have no idea I've seen like like c-section babies coming coming out out like that yeah yeah I think with a c-section like they break the water before they take the baby out or sometimes they take it out I'm not sure but I think it's yeah I don't know in hindsight like you should probably break your water (laughs) instead of an on-call birth because it's a lot. <laughs> so afterwards, how long did you stay at the birthing center after birth? Oh my God, it was crazy. I literally like gave birth. They bring you this beautiful fruit platter, which was like literally heaven. It's yeah. so nice at the birthing center. Like like Ali was saying before, like they'll make you meals and they have a whole menu. But like right after you give birth, they bring out this gorgeous fruit platter. And I literally like devoured it with like my <laughs> baby on me, like still with like all the stuff on her like no one had been rubbing her yeah like everything and like my husband like feeding me fruit from this fruit platter (laughs) um I also had no tearing so like everything was all good down there um and then I got up took a shower and left it was literally like an hour and a half after I gave birth and I know this was your second birth but had this been your first birth you would have been able to get up and leave as well yeah, like they don't have like at a hospital where you have to stay 24 hours or you have to sign a waiver if you don't. Um, like they're, they literally just want to know like if, if you, if like, if you have no complications, no bleeding, no tearing, um, then yeah, it's pretty much what you're comfortable with. Like they were like, are you sure you don't want to stay? Like we'll take care of you. We'll feed you. And I was like, no, no, I just, I want to go to my own bed, you know? So yeah, if you are a first time mama giving birth there, like maybe you would want to stay there because they'll show you how to breastfeed. They'll give you food. They'll, they'll help you like change everything down there. I think if it was my first time, I probably would have stayed and it's way nicer than in, than mm-hmm. in a hospital. It's not like all the beeping and the bright lights and a nurse waking you up every hour it would have mm-hmm. been like a really nice experience still, but because it was my second, I just didn't need the help, you know? I'm just envisioning like fruits being served to her. And then we got these like trays of like, you know, and they unveil it and you're like, <laughs> prison trays. You're like, yeah. You're like, yeah. What kind of beans did this come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forcing yeah. so, it down just to have some sort of food in your system. Yeah, exactly. I think like most women's first meal after they give birth, like is something like they go get, like, it's not like the hospital food, you know? <laughs> what was your first? I remember, honestly. I remember my husband went and got me Olympico coffee. I was like really craving like a really good coffee. Um, I wanted coffee too. Just yeah. coffee. <laughs> no, and I think I had a sandwich from somewhere. I don't okay. remember where. <laughs> well, there was nothing around St. Mary's. It was like no, a Starbucks. No, it, it was COVID yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
No, I think I had prison food. Really? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Or I had like a cliff bar or something we brought, like sour candies. I don't know. I was just like, give me sugar. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's true. And my first birth at the hospital, like I had a whole suitcase of snacks because my husband at the time wasn't allowed to come and go because of the COVID rules. So it's like once you're in there, like you have to stay there or you have to leave. So we had like so many snacks. You stayed uh, at the hospital for how long with Joe? Um, so I gave birth to him at seven fifty nine, and then we stayed overnight. And in the morning, actually, we had to sign that waiver to leave because the the doctor hadn't been back to see me. But they they missed me on their last shift. So I was mm. like, well, like forget it. I'm not gonna sit here and wait for the doctor. Like I had also no no complications or tearing or anything. So I was good to go, but they did make me sign a waiver. And that was like the worst part, the overnight stay. It was like, I know it was dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did they (laughs) do the like prick, the foot prick test and stuff for Joe at the hospital? Yes. Yeah. At the hospital or well, I think the CLSC nurse did it like a few days um, later, they come to do a visit. To me, that was like the most traumatic experience was when they came in and they pricked Isabel's foot and she was just crying like her lungs out and I was crying because my baby's crying and everyone's crying and I was just like could could this not wait you know and and I didn't know it was an option that you can number one say no or number two delay it you know yeah um and with banks did you do it or no you just went home did it with uh, well, no, so we didn't do it at the birthing center because we just like left so quickly. But um, the next day, the midwife came to my house in the morning to see me. So that that was such a nice option that she was like, you could stay here and we'll do like your your one day check here in the morning and then you go home or we'll come see you at your house. So I was like, obviously, like I I want to go home mm-hmm. and come see me at the house. So she came the next morning to like see how's your latch, how's she feeding um, and actually it wasn't even that visit that they did the prick. They did it the next day cause they came the next day as well. Mm. So that was really nice. And thankfully she didn't cry at all during, during the thing. Oh, they let me God. like breastfeed her while they were doing it. So yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Definitely two completely different experiences. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So if you have a third, what are you doing? Oh my God. I'm, I'm definitely not having a third. <laughs> I have my boy and my girl. And uh, after that last labor, like, I think I said it with my first two, but the you second did. she came out, the first thing I said is I'm never fucking doing this again. <laughs> but I feel like that happens. And then like a couple of months pass, a year passes, and then you're like, eh, your your brain like blocks it out, I think. Right? Yeah. Um, but one thing I definitely remember with my second, like knowing I was going to do it again without an epidural Um, the first time is kind of like ignorance is bliss. And you're like, I was so confident in my first birth because like I did my classes with my doula. I was so educated. I wasn't scared at all because like the more you learn about birth and natural birth, like the less fearful you'll be of the experience, which is like why working with a doula is the most important thing. Um, and like, I had no clue what was coming, you know? (laughs) So it was like, no one does. No, exactly. So it was really good going into it with that mindset instead of like being nervous and fearful. But the second time around, not that I was fearful, but it was more like, oh shit, like this is going to be really hard. Like, you know, (laughs) after doing it the first time, you know, it's coming. So you're a bit more, 
like you just know it's going to be hard versus the first time being like, oh, I've seen videos of some women like breathing their babies out and, you know, like doing all the techniques and it's not going to be that bad. And then it happens and it's really intense and crazy. And then you're like, oh, I have to do this again. (laughs) But how good did you feel after? I mean, there's such a great benefit of not being medicated during your labor. Yeah. Number one, you can literally stand up and go home. Yeah. Literally. You forget the pain. Yeah, honestly, like the most amazing thing about um, giving birth naturally and why I think it's so worth it is the second that baby comes out of you, like the pain is gone. It's like, it's really crazy. It's like, even though it's the most intense and crazy experience your body could go through, like the second your baby is out and in your arms, it's like over. And the relief, like that feeling is so worth it. So yeah, that's what I kind of tell moms when they want to do it naturally. And they're like, it's going to hurt. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but like, there's nothing like that feeling and it's so worth it. And like, look, women do it over and over again. I did it twice and Mm -hmm. you know, anyone could do it. They just have to want to do it. You are living proof. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) There's any advice for anyone who's contemplating how they want to go about their birth after both of your experience? Yeah, for sure. Like I think the number one thing and the biggest problem is that pregnant women show up at the hospital to give birth and have have no idea what's going to happen to them. Like they don't even know like actual birth, like the stages of birth and what happens in your body physically and how incredible it is what's happening and dilation and so to be educated and like do birthing classes or hire a doula or whatever it is, like every woman it should be mandatory, honestly, to have to do like birthing classes to learn Mm -hmm. about what's going on. Because too many women just go in and show up at the hospital and have no idea, like what's going to happen or or what their body's doing. So I think a lot more women would be more confident about doing it naturally if they were more educated about it. Because the more you know, like the less fearful you'll be. And so it shouldn't be like a fearful, scary medical experience you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a really natural thing people have been doing it since the beginning of time and I think there's just a lot of fear around it because people don't understand it that was so well said so well said yeah (laughs) Jessica we want to thank you yeah you're so open and raw with us today and just sharing both of your journeys with us thank you so much and guys for having me yeah. And before we wrap up, we <laughs> like to ask our guests two questions. Number okay. one, what is your favorite go-to baby product? Oh, my God. Like, that's a hard question. Like, for like your what fa- stage? Your personal like, favorite. Let, let's say baby, under one. Yeah, under one. Um and she's looking at the pacifier. And I, the yeah, I know. that's exactly what I just had in my head. I'm, that's exactly what was in my head. My first baby didn't use it, but seriously, this time around, the pacifier for sure. And and I guess maybe with Joe, like with teething, um, because he was teething a lot before one, like those little um those little things that you could put frozen fruit in and they chew on. And like mm-hmm. even just to give as a snack, like Joe at like from six months to like even past one years old, like always had like a little frozen fruit with that chewy thing. So I think for him that and for her, a pacifier. (laughs) And what is your favorite mama product that you could not live without? Hmm. I think in the first year, 
Um, if you're breastfeeding, like a really good nursing bra and um, the this those nursing pads. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, I'm a leaker. So like literally <laughs> like the first year of Joe's life, I was like living in pads. So <laughs> that's pretty much like what I used. I have like it. so many different nursing bras. I've tried all of them. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? Yeah, actually, um, the there I get them on Amazon. I think the company's like Bravado. Oh yes, Bravo. I ordered from them. Yeah, and like Bravado. they're not like very sexy or like I have different ones if I'm wearing them under something like tighter, but they're so comfortable <laughs> and like easy to just like whip out. So I love yeah. it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, this was another real and raw conversation. <laughs> See, you See you next time. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my god, I hope that